Boo. Did I scare you? If not, the pumpkin thief will. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab for a very special Halloween episode. Halloween is my favorite holiday. I love all the costumes. Though Trick or Treat in Splendid is a bit different than it may be in your hometown. For example, candy is not permitted. You can thank town dentist Dr. Payne for that. More on him in future episodes of the Mystery Lab. I have lots of stories to tell about Dr. Payne. No exchange of candy takes place on trick-or-treat night. Instead, trolling neighborhood youths are treated to poetry. A young one knocks on the door, same as in your town, I'm sure. The homeowner answers. The kids say, trick-or-treat! And the adult shares a poem with the child or children. This is a poem I wrote for kids that happened upon my doorstep this week. It's called, Happy Fall, Y'all. Autumn is finally here. The boys and girls cheer as warm summer ways turn to cooler fall days. Pumpkins replace the pool and costumes are so cool. Put away the lemonade on ice. I want something pumpkin spice. Decorate the yard with frights. And don't forget the bright orange lights. Just lively enough to see the jack-o'-lanterns smile with glee. Play like Potter on a broomstick. Or stay up late with a scary flick. Rake and jump in a pile of leaves. Best get out shirts with longer sleeves. Make s'mores over a crackling fire, as the colors of the forest you do admire. Crisp air and apples and tasty candy corn, sugar skulls and skeletons the porch adorns. Yes, autumn is finally here. Boys and girls of all ages cheer, for autumn is the best time I recall. So enjoy it. Happy fall, y'all. Now isn't that better than a bite-sized candy bar? I thought so. On to this week's story. Beware the pumpkin thief. Jack's mom bought him 13 pumpkins. One for each friend that would be attending the third annual pumpkin carving party at the Joneses' household. Jack was as excited as he could be, for Halloween was his favorite time of year, and pumpkin carving was second only to candy devouring when it came to one of his favorite activities. And here I should point out that candy is permitted at private parties in Splendid. It's just not permitted to be publicly distributed on trick-or-treat night. As a result, Splendid folks host quite a few Halloween parties. Anyway, Jack's friends, twins, Eva and Eve, were the first two to arrive. They were dressed as their favorite princesses, 
and immediately began to carve eyes into pumpkins. Jack's friend Devon was next to arrive. He was dressed as a Pokemon and promised to carve that same image into his pumpkin. One by one, other friends arrived until all but one or two were present. The backyard was soon filled with kids dressed as Iron Man, a kitty cat, a clown, and much more. Then, an unexpected visitor arrived and threatened everyone's Halloween happiness. Greetings, all, it screamed while juggling jack-o'-lanterns. The pumpkin thief is here. Hand over those beautiful orange gourds and no one will get hurt. Its large size and deep voice sent chills of fear down everyone's back. The kids were being pumpkin-robbed. Who would do such a thing? They had heard tales of a pumpkin thief, but none of them had seen the villain in person until now. What happened to your Halloween spirit, pumpkin thief? A girl's voice charged from out of nowhere. Leave them alone! Do what she says, pumpkin thief, and nobody will get hurt. Another voice commanded from the darkness. The pumpkin thief turned and looked their way. He knew who lurked in the early evening shadows. Let me guess. It's Buck and his best friend Tracy. I've heard a lot about you two kids, superheroes. Show yourself. Indeed it was. Superhero kid Buck appeared, Tracy by his side. They didn't attack, however, for the pumpkin thief was strong and scary, and both of their parents had warned them that even though they were superheroes, Buck and Tracy had been fighting way too much. They agreed a trick might be better than a treat this time around. Buck wagered all of the Halloween candy on the block, that he could best the pumpkin thief in a pumpkin-juggling competition. And Tracy challenged the pumpkin thief to a candy corn-eating contest. He laughed at both of them. You two are silly. I've been doing this for a long time. Clearly, you have not. I'll take your bet and win. But if I win, the girl becomes my sidekick. I could use a partner in pumpkin crime. I'm not his sidekick, Tracy interjected angrily. I am a superhero of equal weight and explosiveness, and a deal is a deal. Buck did not like that Tracy took the pumpkin thief's bait. This was very serious business now. They had to win. Let's juggle. It started with the juggling contest. The pumpkin thief juggled effortlessly just about any object you can imagine. But no one knew of Buck's annual circus summer camp and how heavily juggling was stressed in his classes there. To everyone's surprise, he bested the pumpkin thief at his own game. The pumpkin thief was frazzled, but he moved on. You got lucky this time, Buck, but there's no way the girl can eat more candy corn than me. I'm about to take her and all your pumpkins and all the Halloween candy in this neighborhood. Enough talk, pumpkin blob. Let's do this. Tracy was confident. 
but should she be? Stories of the pumpkin thief's ability to devour pounds of candy had long circulated through the streets of this little town, and everyone knew the pumpkin thief was particularly fond of candy corn. That's why Tracy picked candy corn. She knew the pumpkin thief could not resist this challenge. She also knew she could win it. Tracy's father had worked as a competitive eater, once downing 17 hot dogs in only 30 seconds, among many other culinary accomplishments. Tracy was right to trust her genes. She devoured bag upon bag of candy corn. Her classmates stared in awe. The pumpkin thief, upon getting a severe bellyache, had to give up. Good job, Tracy. You've won this time, the pumpkin thief said, softly, defeated. But I'll be back. I don't take defeat that easily. Watch your backs next Halloween. Then he retreated. The kids all celebrated, their trick-or-treat delights, safe and sound. And superhero kids Buck and Tracy could rest easily for now. Their peace may not last long, however, for they both knew the biannual school book fair was near, and that meant the evil book fair burglar may soon threaten. But that is a story for another day. In the meantime, enjoy some pumpkin carving. Don't eat too much candy corn. And beware the pumpkin thief. That's all for this week, listeners. I hope you have a wonderful Halloween. Tune in next week for a special Election Day episode as Professor Theo covers the hot and heavily contested second grade class president race in Mr. Owen's room. Can second grader Janet Jones best her opponent David Payne? And yes, David Payne is Dr. Payne's son. Also, next week, you'll meet Tanner, a young boy trapped in video games, literally hopping Quantum Leap style from one game to the next. His story is a fascinating one, one that I have absolutely nothing to do with, but I do know his story, and I will share it with you next week. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. The part of Buck Travers was played by Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a pumpkin or candy corn. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Have a splendid Halloween.